Johnny Gould's Jewish state in the United Arab Emirates. Johnny Gould's Jewish state heads back to the United Arab Emirates for this episode. When it comes to shaping a future for the Middle East, Abu Dhabi is emerging as the region's new frontier. And if you're a regular listener, you'll recall I recently took my first trip to the UAE, saw it firsthand, day and night, and came back with a couple of episodes which reflect changing attitudes. Scroll back for those podcasts with Loe Al-Sharif and then Amjad Tahar. Such is the pace of the unfolding normalization. The 21st century is grappling with a post-oil world, while mass population movement means more enlightened nations are embracing the dignity of difference in their societies, as the late Chief Rabbi Lord Jonathan Sachs described in his book. For social and economic advancement. COP28 is coming to Abu Dhabi in November. It was in Sharm el-Sheikh last time, Glasgow the time before. But as the UN's climate summit heads to one of the world's leading providers of oil and gas, questions about the future of clean energy need addressing. The president-designate of COP28, His Excellency Sultan Ahmed Al-Jaber, spoke recently about the direction of the United Arab Emirates energy industry. Mr. Al-Jaber, who serves as the UAE's special envoy for climate change and the Emirates state oil producer, the Abu Dhabi National Oil Company, or ADNOC, said he'd lay out a roadmap for COP28 which was far from being business as usual. Sultan Al-Jaber's dual role has raised criticism among activists and media who ask whether the head of a traditional oil and gas company should also lead the drive towards sustainable energy. But, as he explained at the World Government Summit in Dubai, there is, he says, a need to balance the realities of providing the world with oil and gas today while creating a new future of clean energy tomorrow. And we're better to test and advance those technologies than in the place where those expertise actually lie. As the world demands more energy with fewer emissions, the UAE is open for business and ready to partner across the energy ecosystem. We continue to attract new concession partners to our operational exploration blocks and to unlock our conventional and unconventional reserves. We are liberating significant supplies of natural gas, moving closer, much closer, to self-sufficiency, allowing us to grow our LNG business and to fuel our downstream expansion. And we invite all of you to participate in the opportunities of our growing industrial hub. Our aim is to more than double our chemicals portfolio by 2025 and enhance the UAE's industrial competitiveness. In addition, we are continuing to deliver our plans in hydrogen. 
And after four successful shipments to Japan and South Korea, we are well positioned to become a major producer and exporter of blue hydrogen. And in the days and weeks ahead, you will hear much more from us on our strategy to future-proof our business and enhance our capabilities in the clean energy space. Ladies and gentlemen, if the world is to resolve the dilemma of the energy transition, the solutions will be found where the energy expertise exists. That means, that means that we, in our industry, have a phenomenal, huge opportunity in front of us. Rewiring the energy system is a multi-trillion dollar business opportunity that is good for the climate, good for humanity, and good for sustainable economic growth. These are fundamental reasons why we in the United Arab Emirates are excited about hosting COP28 in 2023. We will make this forum a catalyst for practical, commercial, sustainable energy solutions. Solutions that are both pro-climate and pro-growth. Solutions that come from our industry and, of course, beyond our industry. As the UAE prepares to celebrate its Golden Jubilee, our leadership has issued a blueprint for sustainable growth called the Principles of the 50. This vision for our future economic development is based on the spirit of true partnership. And I see possibilities for partnerships at every turn. For those of you who are already our partners, I believe there is much more we can do together. For those who are not yet working with us, come and explore those opportunities. And let us remember that the energy transition is exactly that, a transition. And transitions take time. We must invest in the energy that the world needs today while we create the energy system of tomorrow. Because what the world really needs is to hold back emissions, not to hold back progress and development. Let us together drive that progress and ensure that sustainable development. And let us always keep in mind, our industry must play a pivotal role in the energy transition. We have the knowledge, we have the skills, and the people to make the difference in our world. And like my boss always says, let's get to work and let's make it happen. Thank you. Then there's some huge gestures which speak of permanent societal change in the UAE. Abu Dhabi's commitment to tolerance and religious pluralism is permanent in the form of architectural largesse. The Emirati capital staged the opening ceremony for the long-awaited 
and yearned for Abrahamic family house, a beacon of mutual understanding, coexistence, and a new consensus. The complex consists of a mosque, a church, a synagogue, and an educational center. And the chief rabbi of the UK and Commonwealth, Ephraim Mervis, officially inaugurated the first purpose-built synagogue in the Arab world in nearly a century. I'm standing here in the Moses Ben Lionel Synagogue in Abu Dhabi, the very first purpose-built synagogue anywhere in the Middle East outside of Israel in nearly 100 years. Today we have the privilege of officially opening this synagogue as part of the Abrahamic family house, an extraordinary building project. The concept of light is very important here. The menorah is the symbol of the Jewish faith that can be seen for many miles around outside. And our prayer, of course, is that from the Abrahamic family house, so much light will emerge within our relatively dark world in order to bring peace, harmony, and unity. Dr. Eric Goslan, who's director of the International Council for Diplomacy and Dialogue, says the drive to tolerance started in advance of the Abraham Accords. Outreach to the Abrahamic faiths included the groundbreaking visit of Pope Francis, who delivered mass in front of 130,000 Catholic faithful in the Emirates. Are you playing catch-up with Johnny Gould's Jewish State? I've had the pleasure of some really great guests. How about Douglas Murray? Israel is a rare country in the West uh, in that it does buck many of the trends. There isn't a a fertility rate problem in in Israel. Um, For instance, there there is in in most European countries. There is a strong feeling of nationhood and of the depths that the country needs to call upon in order to unite its people. And Hillel Neuer, whose UN Watch keeps check on the excesses and mission creep of the UN human rights in Geneva. The challenges are great. They're not going away. I am concerned by the cultural revolution that we've experienced in America in the past five years, the known to some of the woke revolution, where there's a kind of a McCarthyism. If you say something, it could be cancelled and fired from your university, from your corporation, uh, from uh, journalists. And often it's, uh, it's an anti-liberalism. So that, that, to be honest, really, really scares me because we need our democracies to be healthy, to be honest, to be, to be truth-tellers. And so I am deeply concerned. If you like Johnny's regular podcasts, think about making a donation at either patreon.com slash Johnny Gould or buy him a coffee. He loves coffee. ko-fi.com slash Johnny Gould. Leadership is being first. Leadership is also taking initiative. The Emirates were the first in the world to sing peace with Israel. The Emirates were the first Gulf country to invite the Pope to meet the Emirate people and to speak with them. I am happy that the Lord has given me this opportunity to write on your land a new page in the history of relations between religions 
confirming that we are brothers and sisters, even though we are different. The Emirates have always had open doors, even before the Abrahamic Accord. Those people, the people who visit the Emirates, will be very surprised by men and women who live there. They are welcoming and tolerate the culture of others. To give a concrete example, the first synagogue in the Emirates was opened this week. And do you know who offered the Torah, the main book in the Judaism? The Emirate president. So for the, that the opening of the synagogue and the church is so important, even if I'm not religious, but it's so important to show that really Emirate is open not only to about tolerance, but this country is not afraid to bring people from outside and they can share their own religion like, and it's not the case in other countries. The progress of human rights across the Gulf often makes adverse headlines. And as the world looks on, it's important to note that each Gulf nation, though similar in religion, often have quite different values. In the Emirates, 13 international human rights organizations measured the UAE's progress, both at home and internationally, at the UAE Leadership in Rights event. Emirati human rights policies are contributing to the prevention of extremism, combating terrorism, and spreading tolerance among people of different religions and religious beliefs. And while there's much work to do, progressive societies in the region, like the Emirates, who accept the hand of peace and friendship from Israel, build their nation hand-in-hand with the Jewish state. In a wider region of instability, where countries are nations in name only, who can't even govern themselves, the Abraham Accords is a game-changer 